particularly around the motivated house seller market, um, which a lot of real estate investors are in or uh, looking for uh, properties, off-market properties. So this is the number of leads that you need to generate to get one, one deal. So for example, cold calling, one in 50 to 60 leads will result in a deal. A similar figure for TV and radio, about one in 60. Direct mail, you know, those either handwritten notes or the ones that appear to be handwritten or the postcard drops, those kind of things, one in 30 to one in 40 is kind of generally expected. And then you get into some closer figures You're listening to the REI Branded Podcast. It's for you, the busy real estate investor who wants to stand out from the crowd and attract the right leads, right partners, and right clients every time. My name's Paul Copcut, and each week we'll be looking to decode and uncover what makes a real estate investor brandtastic and how you can apply it to your real estate investing business. Each episode is intended to be valuable, cut to the chase, and actionable so you can begin to implement quickly and easily to get the results you want in your business. Thank you for listening. Now let's get to work on making you brandtastic. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of REI Branded Podcast. Uh, If you're like me, I'm just recording this uh, in the kind of middle towards the end of April 2021, and we are still in very much a pandemic and lockdown situation, at least here in Ontario. Uh, We're at a uh, stay-at-home order, uh, only going out for essential services and uh, essential uh, chores. So thinking about your real estate investing business and whether this is during a pandemic or at any time, uh, but specifically or more importantly in the current sort of climate, how can you be marketing your real estate investing business during and as we come out of the pandemic and what are the things that you need to be thinking of? So I put together a presentation for that and uh, want to share that with you today and give you some ideas and some actions that you can take. So enjoy and uh, have a brandtastic day. Hello, and uh, my name is Paul Copcut. I'm the CEO and founder of REI Branded, and I'm here today to talk to you about marketing and branding your real estate investing business. Just a little bit of me and my background. Uh, I've been uh, 25 years in sales and marketing and specifically focused in the real estate investing space for a little over four years now. Uh, I speak at conferences, professional associations, corporations, including uh, people like RBC Mortgages, Scotiabank, TD Bank, and a number of other financial and uh, related uh, professions and institutions. I also have a podcast, uh, the REI Branded Podcast, and have been a guest on a number of other real estate-focused and marketing and branding-focused podcasts, and have owned and run my own business for a little over 15 years. So one of the key points I want to cover today are around some of the online strategies that work and uh, one or two to avoid. Also thinking about some offline actions you can take even in a pandemic or in any difficult time, and then choosing the right mediums and media for you and uh, take it through from there. So 
from the premise of marketing is how you get their attention, but branding is why they choose you, you really want to be very sure first and foremost about your brand foundation. And the key elements are that of what I, what I term uh, appointing the VPs of your business. So vision, uh, values, purpose, uh, passions as well, but then also other important things around mission uh, and identifying your target audience as well as your competition. So if you're able to really get clear about who you are, why it is you do what you do, what you do, uh, and who you do it for, uh, then that kind of sweet spot right in the minute in the in the middle is your offering or the essence of who you are. And that's your kind of core foundation. Those are the core pieces that you need to have in place prior to even thinking about marketing and branding your business beyond that. So you want to get very clear on these key elements. But I do find that most business owners uh, don't have a ton of time to dedicate to marketing. Uh, they're not always sure that the, which brand strategy is going to work for them or which one makes sense. But they do want a system that is going to be kind of easy to manage it's going to generate a consistent flow of leads and perhaps is one where if you're busy, you can kind of scale it back or turn it down a little bit. You know, one of the things I see business owners and real estate investors uh, kind of fall into the trap of is when they're not busy, they kind of ramp up everything and try and get things happening. But then as soon as they're busy, you know, they switch off all the taps. You kind of get this roller coaster of leads and prospects and clients and then it drops off because you get busy and then it goes up again because you've ramped up the marketing and again and all the elements with that so it's that roller coaster so it's much better to to be able to just dial it back but still keep a consistent activity going all the way through and also you know many business owners and real estate investors are not sure what's going to work and what is the best way to to brand and market their business so, you know, how much work is it going to take uh, and how much is it going to involve not getting you into a bit of a pickle? So I've got some stats for you around uh, the different types of marketing. Now, I'm not necessarily saying that one is better than the other, but you need to definitely be aware of, you know, what is the return for the effort and the resources that you're going to put into these various prospect and, and lead generation strategies. So this is for uh, these kind of figures, and this comes from carrot.com, uh, particularly around the motivated house seller market, um, which a lot of real estate investors are in or uh, looking for uh, properties, off-market properties. So this is the number of leads that you need to generate to get one, one deal. So for example, cold calling, one in 50 to 60 leads will result in a deal. A similar figure for TV and radio, about one in 60. Direct mail, you know, those either handwritten notes or the ones that appear to be handwritten or the postcard drops, those kind of things, one in 30 to one in 40 is kind of generally expected. And then you get into some closer figures, a little bit more targeted. Um, so Google pay-per-click advertising, one in 15 to 20. Facebook advertising, a little bit of a wider margin, one in 15 to one in 30. And that's because you can't be quite as targeted as you can be 
with Google uh, pay-per-click. And then organic search, where somebody, a motivated seller, is finding you through their own searching through Google, one in eight to one in 15 is going to result in a lead turning into a deal. And the reason for that is because they are very motivated and they're taking the actions to come and find you versus everything else on this page is really um, you're kind of trying to push yourself in front of those people. So I, when, you, when it comes to online strategies and particularly uh, in relation to what you're doing uh, with both your website, but then also outside your website, particularly in social media, I'd like you to kind of think about the analogy of a home country and its embassies. So if you think about the social media accounts in particular, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, wherever else you happen to be uh, active, think of those as the embassies. And, and the goal of those embassies, the activity that you do on those platforms is to drive people back to your home country, which is your website. Because at the end of the day, your website is the only location that you own and can control. You know, and we've seen it happen very often with social media accounts in particular, where the rules change. And then all of a sudden, all that time and effort and perhaps money that you've put in to a particular social media platform is, is suddenly disappears because they change the algorithm or they change the rules around how you can advertise or how you can promote yourself. So always think about never look to build your foundation on somebody else's platform. Always look to get people back to your website to so treat that as an embassy um, you know, Facebook or Instagram. So when you're thinking about your own website, what you want this home country to do is build trust and get visitors to become leads and then eventually obviously customers or clients. And there are kind of five key pages that you want to think about or sections of your website that are kind of core conversion pages. So when people land on your homepage, uh, the general school of thought is you probably got between eight, maybe 15 to 20 seconds to answer, you know, when somebody lands there, is this for me? So you, it's a very, very short space of time. So the homepage really needs to answer straight away, will you solve my problem? And if I get the feeling that the answer is yes, then I'm much more likely to stick around and start looking around in your website and find out more about you and what you do. So if that's the case, so your homepage is, will you solve my problem? Then you want some kind of page that directs people and shows people how you work. How are you? How does it work? Depending on what you're doing, whether you're wholesaling or whether you're JVing or looking for um, other people in, in partnership, how does it work and how, do you, how are you different? because there's plenty of people out there that are going to say they do exactly the same as you. So what is it that makes you different? Then people are going to start to look for some kind of social proof. Um, so testimonials, have others done this before? And the goal with testimonials is also to try and eliminate any objections that potentially are going on in the mind of your website visitor. So think of it that way. So rather than necessarily having uh, an FAQ to try and address all the objections, try and have testimonials 
that speak to, oh, this is what I was thinking before I met Joe, and now Joe did this for me and solved my problem. So eliminating those objections. The next thing is that people want to know that there's a person behind the business. It, it does astound me how many people do not have an about page on their website. It's almost like they're embarrassed to show who they are when they're promoting their real estate investing business, which is just crazy. Because if you think about the brands and the products and services you know and love, you have some kind of emotional connection to those brands. That may be not related to, you know, if it's a big brand, it may not be related to the person in that business, but you have an emotional connection. And the easiest way for people to make an emotional connection is to other people. So about page needs to talk about who you are, how you, you know, your values, your your vision, a little bit more about you outside of the business so that people can start to make that emotional connection. And then the final core conversion sections of your website, particularly if you're looking at the wholesaling um, part of the business, is location pages. Um, and that will help you with the organic reach in Google in particular. So if you're wholesaling in, say, Ontario, for example, you don't just want to say, we'll buy a house anywhere in Ontario and that's it. Because your chances of appearing on Google or coming up in the rankings on Google is going to be very slim because there's so many other people that are saying that. But if you start to really home it in on the locations that you focus on, and that can expand over time, but start off and kick in with you know two to five location pages that speak to specific regions or cities or even neighborhoods that you focus on, that will start to help you get found um, when people are doing those organic uh, Google searches. And then you want to be thinking about consistent content. Uh, short form content typically is to gain attention. So that would invariably be, mean the kind of content that you want to be putting out on social media, you know, kind of grabbing that attention again, thinking about the embassies in your home country. So in the embassies, you want to get that attention, make it interesting enough that people are going to want to click or go and find you at your home country on your website and then long form content on your website to build the authority to build your expertise to raise your credibility so expert driven content through blog posts through video posts if you get video posts done then also get them transcribed because that will give you a double kind of benefit in terms of you know google like video. Uh, obviously, it owns YouTube, which is the second biggest search engine behind Google. So there's a, a benefit to that. But then if you transcribe as well, then the words will also help. The keywords will also help come up in, in Google searches. So you get a kind of double benefit. Some things you want to think about in terms of not doing online, and you know you've probably got examples, or you've come across examples of this. So you know if you if you don't like any of these, then you certainly want, don't want to be doing it yourself. But don't make it all about you. That's not you. You don't need to be the hero. Um, the hero is your client. So you're you're the guide. You're guiding people. So don't make it all about you. Um, I, a lot of the time, I don't see people personalizing their marketing enough. And again, you know, people like to hear their name. And when whether that's in a, an email or a voicemail or whatever it is, but again, personalizing your marketing. Don't try to target everybody. You, you can't be everything to everyone because then you're 
really no nothing to nobody. Um, so so start to really home in on a, a specific target audience. Don't forget to ask for an action. So any marketing that you're doing, if you're not asking for somebody to take the next step, they're not going to figure that out. So if you want them to do something, you know, whether that's a, you know, like my post, comment on my post, go to my website, whatever it is, call me, ensure that you're making it very clear about what you want them to do next. And definitely do not be spamming. Uh, it has astounded me really over the last 12 to 15 months, particularly during uh, this pandemic, is how many email lists that I have unsubscribed from, I'm suddenly back on those email lists. And I know for sure that I didn't sign up on them. So those people are struggling and therefore they're going back to unsubscribe lists and re-adding people to those lists, which is actually, you know, against Can Spam Act. But beyond that, it, it you know, what kind of impression does that give me about that company? It's not a it's not a good one. So you know, don't be spamming people. Some offline actions that you want to take. Obviously, it's very difficult when we're in this kind of situation with lockdown and, and you know, stay-at-home orders. But there are things that you can be thinking about. And one of the big things in people's minds is how are you handling COVID? You, know, you, as a real estate investor, need to be going and visiting properties, for example. So what? don't just say, yeah, we're kind of, you know, COVID compliant, really spell it out for people so that they feel very, very comfortable and very, very safe uh, that you're, they're in the right hands if you are going to need to come in and have a look around a property. Or perhaps there's other ways that that can be done. Uh, you know, they could do, a, you know, a, face, a FaceTime walkthrough, for example, and you get them to show, show you parts of their house without your having to go into the house, as an example. But you want to really spell it out so people are feeling very comfortable. So addressing what is you know, effectively going to be our new normal for, for quite some time. Don't forget to double down on relationships. People are craving connection of any type right now. Yes, we, you know, we're all getting a little bit zoomed out, but don't neglect the networks that you had in place prior and, and continue to rebuild those networks now because we will get to a point where we're going to be able to get back in touch with people back in in-person events of some sort. So don't, you know, don't suddenly when that happens, be the person that picks up the phone and say, Hey, I know we haven't spoken for 15 months, but you know, let's do business, you know, again, rebuild those networks now. And then think about your thought leadership. You know, what is it that makes you stand out? What do you stand for? And then who else can give you exposure to your audience that's already talking to that audience and can add to your credibility and your visibility by letting you perhaps get exposure to that audience rather than trying to build it all yourself? And in terms of making the right choices, whatever it is you do, you really want to think about these uh, four key areas. Target audience. You know, when you're thinking about the people that you're trying to reach, and again, I, I can't stress enough picking a target audience, not trying to be everything to everyone. Where do they hang out and how do they like to consume content? You know, don't assume you know. Um, Always go, if your target audience 
go ask them or go see where they're hanging out, go see how they're interacting, go see how they're consuming content, and then tailor your marketing towards that. And in terms of social media, don't try and dilute your resources or your time. Pick one channel and get really, really consistent with it, get very proficient with it, get very knowledgeable about it. So again, that goes back to your target audience. Where is your target audience hanging out the most? It may not be a channel that you're familiar with or you're comfortable with, but if that's where they're hanging out, there's no point. If they're all hanging out on Instagram, there's no point in your spending all your time on LinkedIn because nobody's going to hear you. So take the time to get very proficient in that channel, get take the time to get very knowledgeable, then expand out into a second channel, but don't dilute your time and resources. In terms of picking the right mediums, where are you most comfortable? You know, that's going to be the first and foremost, because otherwise you're going to be struggling to create content. And content is something that you need to be doing on a regular basis, particularly for that organic reach uh, that gives you those, those low lead numbers to conversion. So do you like to write? Do you prefer to be on video? Do you prefer just voice? You know, where are you most comfortable? And then try and tailor that medium to the, you know, the channels and the target audience you're, you're trying to reach. And then set some goals. Don't just kind of randomly put some stuff out there and then not know whether it's working or not. You need to measure results and be in it for the long game. Don't give up too, too easily or too early tweak if things are not working and you're not getting the response or the feedback or the engagement that you expected then tweak things before you give up uh, you know long game for organic reach typically for a, you know to get yourself from uh, not necessarily zero on a website but it, you know from get your website from nowhere to somewhere decent on even on page one of google is typically going to take three to six months so, you know, don't expect overnight success. Don't expect videos to go viral. It's great if it happens, but that isn't the norm. So you need to be thinking long-term. And when you're thinking of any action, whether that's lead generation, social media, content, anything, think REI. So is it remarkable? Does it get their attention? Do people see you? Does it get in people engaged? Are they interested? In other words, do they like you or do they like what you're saying? And then are you inviting them? Are you, are you getting them to take that next action? Do they want to do something with you beyond consuming your content? So remarkable, make it engaging, and then making it inviting enough that they're going to take the next action. So think different, be different, stand out. You know, just like this restaurant, it doesn't need to be expensive. It just needs to be different. It needs to stand out. Maybe a little bit of humor doesn't doesn't hurt, but don't underestimate, you know, sometimes the simple, easier, low-cost options work way better uh, than spending a ton of money in the wrong direction. Want to know where your business stands right now in terms of branding and marketing? Then take our free business optimizer assessment. There are no right or wrong answers, but it will give you a snapshot of where your business stands right now. 
The 21 questions are designed to produce results that we'll analyze and then set up a complimentary free strategy session to take you through the results and give you suggestions as to actions you can take right away in terms of your branding and marketing of your real estate investing business. If you're interested, go to reibranded.com forward slash B-O-A. That's reibranded.com forward slash B-O-A.